Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to this Patreon-only edition of Top 5, the podcast where I sit down with a good buddy and we count down the top five of a topic of our choice today. It's my good buddy, it's Tommy Dasselow. Hello. Not our choice, your choice. My choice. Well, <laughs> I could have vetoed it, is that what you're saying? You can. Sometimes people, I say, here's the list, unless you've got something else you want to talk about. Yeah. But this one I thought was a good one for you mm. because for as long as I've been, so for the listener, we're doing Top 5 Melbourne International Comedy Festival shows we have seen. Mm-hmm. And for as long as I've been in the comedy not festival. Ones we haven't seen. <laughs> not ones we haven't seen or heard about. Because <laughs> I heard about Ronnie selling out the town hall, but I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, but you've been doing shows in the festival. You started in 2004, which is the year that yes. I started doing shows in the festival in 2004. Yes. And I didn't know anything about the Melbourne Comedy Festival mm-hmm. until I got to Melbourne. Oh, I, yeah. So you're one of those people who you were into comedy, but you'd only ever seen like the gala. I just thought the festival was the gala. Right, right. Yeah, oh, I, one of those people. Yeah. Great. I'd seen the road show and went, oh, that must be what the festival is. Where right. you just go and there's like – I, in my head, I thought it was more like a South by Southwest, which is just like lots of bars and you'd go in and there'd be comedy shows on and it'd be like people just doing 20 minutes each. Right. That's and, what I thought the comedy festival would be. Right. And it. I now that you've said that, that I wish it was that. I, I think a lot of people thought that's what it was going to be this year. Yeah. With like when it was getting around to registering at the end of last year, it was still, we were only just coming out of lockdown. It was very touch and go. Yeah. And I think a lot of people thought if the festival happens, they'll just put on lineup shows. Yeah. Which would have been awesome. Just yeah. spending the month doing 10 minutes every night. Yeah. Just, just your best stuff. And good for audiences going, all right, we'll go see a bunch of people that we – have heard about mm. or have even not heard about, but yeah. we'll go, oh, we'll, we'll go see them. Yeah. yeah. So you're watching the gala on TV. Watching the gala. You're watching seeing the roadshow and now you realise that the roadshow more often than not, half of the lineup is people that didn't even do the comedy <laughs> festival. Hey, Dave Williams has done one show in 20 years in the festival but has done 18 comedy festival roadshows. Amazing. I've got, got something funny to tell you about him off mic, All right, by the right. way. But, yeah. I, I look forward to hearing that. Now, so uh, – I'd seen – so th- I remember the gala and the gala was event television at my school. You know, mm-hmm. You'd watch yep. the gala and I remember the year that really like cemented itself as like this is the year that I have to watch was the Mighty Boosh when they did it. Okay. And I think that was like 99. Mm-hmm. So I was 18 and seeing that and that was also the year I think Daniel Kitson may have been on that year as well. Right. And uh, who else would have been on that year? But oh, anyway, but it was when – a bunch of like English comics would come out yep. and it was like, this is exciting. Yep. Yeah. For a long time in, like when I started doing comedy, the only overseas comedy that people looked up to here yeah. was British stuff because there wasn't, there wasn't really YouTube yet. There no. wasn't like easy access to, yeah, all the good American club stuff that exists and yeah. it's great. So. Cause you'd see it on Letterman, but it was like, it always felt weird. Like dudes with short hair and suits kind of, Doing their snappy, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. It, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm trying to think that. I guess the first year, 
I, the ninety nine galas are slightly before my time. I don't I don't really have any memory of seeing the bouche on it, but yeah. I do remember like probably maybe like two thousand and two or so. Um, Kitson getting a run on the gala. Yeah, Kitson would get a big run in the schoolyard the next day. Yeah, he always had. There was one year that he did a whole thing about pigeons. That like, yes, that was like there was always like the one person the next day who just like everyone was like yep. quoting obsessively. And it's funny to think about like. Who of our friends is that person now? Yeah. I like think the, the idea of like people in a, you know, like 13-year-olds just obsessing over like... Oh, it would like, be Auntie Donna. It'd be Auntie Donna. <laughs> I could see Aaron Chen's... Yeah. Um, uh, what was it? His customs thing where he had all the money strapped to his chest. Yeah, and, and the aloe vera joke, which is just an easy joke yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what we're going to do, we're going to count down our top five. So I, I've got my five list here. Yeah, I now some I should point out some of these are shows, some of these are things like they're shows because you buy tickets to them. Right, right. But is it a show? KFC, <laughs> three AM on Swanston Street. <laughs> but is it, yeah, you you'll get to it when I get to it. You'll okay. Go, oh yeah, I understand why. Have you why got that's yours in, in any sort of? I order? have mine five to one. But like in terms of favorite, yeah, my okay. my absolute favorite is number one. Okay. And then I could switch up. Two to five easily. Yeah, I didn't really know whether to go. I was thinking of maybe just going chronologically. All right, in in order that I saw them might be easier. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. All right. So I'll start. I'll start off. So okay. you can you can close. My number one was the first show I ever saw in the festival. Okay. Maria Bamford in two thousand and four. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, I don't know what it was called. I just my friend Janita won tickets through Beat Magazine, mm-hmm. and she won tickets to see both uh, Kitson and Maria Bamford. Wow. But it was for the same night. You know, like winning stuff out of Beat Magazine. Yeah. I remember this from back in the day because, like, you would you would win something and you would think, like, oh my god, this yeah. is like winning the lottery. And you realise now that you're on the other side of it. Quite often, what they will do is that it's empty this night. Yeah, we have got a hundred fucking seats to fill. So, however many people yes. call up, they can have them. I remember winning tickets to see um, Alabama Three, the group oh, yeah. who did the theme song of the Surprise <laughs> at the Hi Fi Bar. And realizing that literally every person in there was on it was a competition yeah. winner. No one had paid. Well, to go. this show I don't think was very full. Yeah, I think it was at the one of the rooms at the town hall, which is I always forget. You either turn left, it's opposite the toilet. I think it's uh, they're the, all opposite a toilet. The powder in some room. Way. It's the powder room. <laughs> yeah, because I, I someone told me how you remember it is because it's opposite the toilet, so you powder your nose in the ah, toilet. Yeah, okay. So it's the powder room. Yeah, yeah, it was in the powder room, and it had the curtain across. So if it's full, you can open the curtain up and fit about forty mm-hmm. more people in there. Mm-hmm. Curtain was across. I'd never seen or heard of Maria Bamford. Mm-hmm. Went in there and it was one of those shows where I was like, I'd, I'd only started doing comedy, say, six months before. Mm-hmm. I, I will never, ever be able to do a full hour show. Yeah, right. Like, How do you remember it all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you learn all your lines. But just watching it and just like it was like – not even watching the mechanics of it, like going, oh, I see what they're doing there, but because mm. Maria Bamford is so amazing, that, like I, it's not even a style I even try to emulate. Yeah, but it was that thing of going, this is like so far above what I've seen. Fluid and consistent. The first yeah. time you see something that's just like consistent yeah. all the way through. And I'd been going to the local every week since mm-hmm. I moved to Melbourne, so I'd been watching comedy every week mm-hmm. and just seeing someone who's like world class going, ah, oh, they've they've raised it up so high. Oh, big dunk on the local. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Janet. <laughs> famously not world-class local laughs. <laughs> no, but, like, but then it was that thing of like, but that was the first thing I saw mm. in the festival, just going, 
Wow. Yeah. And then I went and saw another person. I went, oh, no, I could do a show. <laughs> well, okay. That's another off-mic discussion. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I think what I'll do is I'll, 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 I won't have mine in any specific order. Yep. But I'll just, I'll just piggyback them off okay. the back of yours. Because you've cool. done the first one you ever saw. Yep. I'll do the first one I ever saw. I guess it would have been, I don't know, there'll be some absolute historian listening who'll be able to tell me. Maybe 2001. Yep. Uh, I went and saw Tripod Lady Robots. Oh, nice. Yeah. I Yeah, they were part of the road show that was the first like proper proper gig I went and saw. Mm-hmm. Proper, and they were on last and it was like... Yeah, right. It was like a big kind of... You, you forget how big they were. A- absolutely. Yeah. yeah, at the time that you and I both started, they were massive. And I think it was... Um, I went with some friends from school and we – I because, yeah, I, I watched the gala a bit, but I wasn't like a massive comedy yeah. head at the time. It was just like school holidays, friend going like, let's go to the comedy festival and being like, cool, that sounds exciting. And uh, I think my friend wanted to go and see, I think, Lano and Woodley. And then we got there and they were sold out and so we got tickets to Tripod. And I don't, I don't know if I really knew really anything about them. Yeah. But Lady Robots was like a um, – Similar to what you're saying about Maria Bamford, like just having my little mind blown. Like I kind of knew that I wanted to work in, like I when I left school, I wanted to do something in the the performing arts in some yep. way, like comedy based. But I didn't necessarily think that I'd do stand up. But like seeing this show that was so theatrical, yeah. like it had this great bit at the end where they turned the they turned the lights off and they had like some props that were that had that kind of like glow-in-the-dark paint on them. Yeah. And they did like this recreation of Donkey Kong where I think like Gatesy was like jumping over barrels and stuff. Yeah. Just all this kind of stagecraft stuff that was like funny, at, like, yeah, funny and just on a practical yeah. level like so above and beyond anything I'd seen. It's in always theater. nice when you see people in the festival who you see them through the year work up their show and then you see the show and there's like theatrical element, elements to it. Like mm. you've seen the spot and then you see in the whole bigger picture where they've got like some staging or someone like Damien Callanan has like yeah. always does like these amazing shows which mm. have like little bits that you've seen him do like just in spots. Or back when uh, back when Fleety used to gig and oh. then write plays and every play that he ever did – 15 minutes of it was just <laughs> his material. <laughs> he did one. He did the play of Die on Your Feet and then he did another <sighs> one-man play where he was like a radio shock jock. I've got it, yeah. I don't know if you remember that one, but they both had basically the same classic fleety routines wedged in as this character just like telling a yarn. <laughs> I've got to get Heggy on this to talk about Die on Your Feet. Like, it is like... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.